Welcome to Whitechapel Church Online. You're currently listening to preaching from our Sunday services. We believe that when the preaching happens, that collectively we're hearing the Word of God, and that God's Word has the power to change who we are. We also believe that God can meet you right where you're at, and that He has a Word specifically for you. We hope that you enjoy today's sermon, and we would love to have you at an in-person service. Head over to whitechapelchurch.com to get more info. Enjoy the sermon, and be blessed. So for just a couple of minutes this morning, I just want to share a, some scripture and just a little bit about what we feel our role is in partnership with parents. So I want to share with you from Psalm 139. So if you have a Bible, I want to ask that you would turn there. We're going to put it up on the screen for you. I just want to share some scripture so then that way you can see some foundation for our philosophy of what it is that we do. In Psalm 139, this psalm is a psalm of David, and David is just pouring out his heart to the Lord, but it gives us some great biblical truths about our students. Well, it's about us, but we see this not only for us, but also for our students. In Psalm 139, verse 13 through 16, I'm going to read. David writes, for you, he's writing to God, you created my inmost being, You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them actually came to be. We view our role, and you heard uh, um, Miss uh, Hampton, and you heard Miss Walton, and, and Mr. Piliad talk about this. We view our role as in partnership with parents. Uh, this is not uh, your children are not our responsibility. God gave children to you. We see a part of what God was doing here in the 139th Psalm, but the role of educating children, and I want you to catch this: the role of educating children. Is not for is not given biblically to an educational institution. That was given by God. And if we take a look at um, Psalm one twenty seven verse three, David also writes, "Children are a gift from the Lord; they are a reward from Him." God gave you your children as a gift. They are yours. Now, sometimes it might not seem like that, right? <laughs> I mean, we'll be honest. The truth of the matter is, you sometimes didn't seem like a gift to your parents as well. So so this is true for all of us. But we have to see every person the exact way that God sees them. And you were a gift to your parents. These students that our teachers see every single day, Monday through Friday, from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., we view those students as your gift. This is true in our youth ministry here. This is true in our children's ministry. We don't see them as our kids. We'll talk about them as our children because you have loaned them to us, but they're your gifts, and we recognize them as your gifts. And you know what? If God gives a gift, if God gives a gift, it is always precious. It's always precious. And so every 
person that graces the doors or walks on this campus is a gift, and that is a precious gift. And so we take this role as sacred trust from God to make certain that we are treating these gifts, the reward from him to parents, in the exact way that God actually sees them. This is not a light job. This is not something that is easy to do. It is hard. It is challenging. And we take it serious with a sacred trust because God has entrusted these kids to you and you have partnered with us to instill in them a knowledge that only comes from God. And therein is how we view everything we do in the classroom. A knowledge that comes from God. We have a core belief that knowledge cannot be separated from God. It's, it's scriptural. It's, it's actually in the book of Proverbs, chapter 2, verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. If the Bible is true, then this is truth. If it's not, then we have to cast it out and then go find knowledge and wisdom and understanding somewhere else. You know what? There is a world that wants to tell our students where they can get knowledge and understanding from. And we take this God-given sacred responsibility very serious because knowledge and wisdom and understanding come from God. And so we don't first sit down with a curriculum and say, how is it that we're going to teach math? We first sit down with a curriculum and say, why did God give us the gift of math? Why did God give us the gift of language, English, and Spanish? Some of our kids are doing uh, some other languages as well. Why did God give us the gift of science? Why did God give us this history? And so we approach every subject from this lens because knowledge and wisdom and understanding first comes from him. And we want our children to understand that. And that is the partnership that we actually see with you all as parents. They're your gifts. You've loaned them to us. And so we are going to ask God that he would give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. One of my favorite verses actually is in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10. I talk about it all of the time. There are very, very few Sundays that I don't talk about John 10.10. 10. The these are Jesus' words. Jesus is sharing here about what is going on in the world around those that he's talking to. In John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, the thief, we know that that is the enemy. That is Satan himself. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. So here Jesus is telling us the work of the enemy, the thief. He says everything that is stealing, that is killing and destroying, that's the work of the enemy. And we need to recognize that. But then Jesus didn't stop there. He went one step further and said, but let me tell you about what I'm going to do. I've revealed the works of the enemy. Now let me tell you why it's important that you are in relationship with me. Jesus said, I have come so that you can have life and have it to the full, completely. Listen, your students have to understand, your children have to understand what the enemy is going to do in their life. 
He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal knowledge. He wants to steal steal wisdom. He wants to steal understanding from them. And then he will be able to define all of that. And so the question here is, who are we going to allow our children define them? Is it the work of the enemy that is stealing and killing and destroying? Or is it the work of God which is giving them life that is abundant? This is the core of what we do at Whitechapel Church and in Warner Christian Academy. We want our students to know that it is actually God that is defining them. Because from the moment that they are born, there are certain forces at work influencing those students' development. We know, Jesus said, what the enemy's doing. He's stealing, he's killing, and destroying. But in developing students with the knowledge and understanding and wisdom that comes from God, that then allows them to achieve the dreams that God actually has for them. We want our students to know who they are. We want our students to know whose they are. We want them to know why that matters. We want them to also have an academic understanding and to excel not only in academics, but to excel in the arts and to excel in athletics if that is a part of God's dream for them. We want them to know that their life does have purpose. We want them to know that God does care for them, and we want them to know that it's okay to be wrong sometimes. It's okay to be wrong. Amen? Absolutely. None of us in this room have lived a perfect life. None of us have. There was one, and he invites us into a perfect relationship with him. And this is the core of grace and why we believe God has called us to be a refuge of grace. We want our students to experience the grace of God in those times that they are wrong. And grace sometimes gets messy, and grace is hard. And our teachers and our other ministry staff, they really, really struggle with this because it is hard. And getting students to understand that, no matter what their background is, is the hardest thing that any of us can do. You know, the enemy wants them to know, or the enemy wants them to believe that they actually have flaws. And there are certain areas where they're deficient in their life. You know, I just, I just don't believe that. I think that there are some gaps that we may need to fill sometimes. But I don't believe that God makes something less than. I believe that God makes us exactly the way that he wants us to be made. If what David has written to us is right, that God knit us together in our mother's womb, that he created our inmost being, that we were woven together in the depths, in the depths of this earth. If that is true, and I believe the Bible is 100% true, then we need everyone to know that and to understand that, that God created them just the way that they are so that they can achieve the dreams that God actually has for them. We think that our students are a product of their parents. No, (laughs) no, they're a product of God knitting together inside of their mother's womb. And listen, there are no accidents with God. None of these students are accidents. They were planned and intended by God Almighty. We want our students to know what God teaches us about ourselves 
what God's plans are for ourselves. This can only be done in an atmosphere of grace. And outside of an atmosphere of grace, there will always be flawed teaching. There will always be not a full truth because there are two influences in this world. That's the enemy and that is Jesus Christ. And we have to ask ourselves, what is it that whatever it is, is trying to influence our students? Is it the work of the enemy or is it the work of Christ? We know that the work of the enemy is to steal, to kill, and destroy. And the work of God is to give them life to the full or an abundant life. And so we have to ask ourselves with everything, what is it, that it, that is, what is it at work in these instances? Everything we need to know, is it the enemy or is it God? Is it the enemy or is it God? And sometimes as parents, we'll get that wrong. And you know what? Sometimes as a school, because we're not a perfect school, sometimes as a church, because we're not a perfect church, sometimes we'll get things wrong. And because of God's grace, that's okay. And it's in those moments that we ask for forgiveness from God and ask for forgiveness from other people and then grace is extended and then we continue operating, chasing God's heart in a refuge of grace. Pastor Jordan actually created this slide for me and I love this slide because what I see in this is exactly what this ministry is. I see grace as a covering umbrella not just in the church, but also in uh, our school, Warner Christian Academy, also in our thrift store and our outreach ministry. In every area of this ministry, I see grace as a covering umbrella. And then what we discover is our purpose to make certain that no one misses the grace of God. So we begin to ask, what is a refuge of grace? And we simply believe that a refuge of grace is a gathering of people whose lives are shaped by God's grace. Really simple, right? This is what I want to point out to you. It does not say that a refuge of grace is a, simply a gathering of people that gather on Sunday morning. That's not what this definition that we use as a refuge of grace is. It's simply a gathering of people whose lives are shaped by God's grace. We don't only gather on this campus on Sunday morning, we have a group of youth, our refuge youth ministries that gathers on Sunday evening. On Friday evening, we have a ministry uh, that we allow people with hurts, habits, and hangups to gather together. And there, when they gather together, they are sharing with one another of the grace of God in their lives. On Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we have a preschool through 12th grade that gathers together in a refuge of grace. We have a thrift store and an outreach ministry, a food, pan a food pantry that operates Monday through Sunday, or I'm sorry, Monday through Saturday, six days a week. And they are extensions of the grace of God. You see, a refuge of grace is not confined to Sunday morning from 10 a.m. until 11.30 in the morning. A refuge of grace is something that you take with you as you, leave this camp, as you leave this campus and you continue to allow God's grace to shape you, realizing that there are no perfect vessels. Instead, we are all a broken people pursuing the perfect grace giver, which is Jesus Christ. 
And because we know the works of the enemy to steal, to kill, and destroy, we can identify those things and walk away from them and then pursue a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. And so you may be here this morning thinking, I am the brokenest, broken person that could ever be. You may be thinking, you don't know the brokenness that I am hiding deep inside of me. You may think that inside of you are some things that if anybody else knew, they would speak shame and condemnation on you. You know what? In a refuge of grace, when the presence of Jesus is leading us and guiding us, and you approach the throne of God with a repentant heart and submissive to him, then all of those things, when forgiven, don't matter because they're covered by grace. This is a refuge of grace. It's Whitechapel Church, Warner Christian Academy, our thrift store and our outreach center, and every other ministry that we have. We are a refuge of grace. We're just a gathering of people that are shaped by the grace of God. And so this morning we're focusing on Warner Christian Academy, and some of you may have thought, now, I don't have any students at Warner Christian Academy. I don't know anybody that could go to Warner Christian Academy. You may think that Warner Christian Academy is just something that this church does, or it's just something that is here, and we enroll students. But every one of you, I believe, as our, some of our administrators have stood up here and said this morning, every one of us, every one of us have a role in what we do here at Whitechapel Church and Warner Christian Academy, every single one of us. And so it may not be for you, and it may not be for your children or your grandchildren, but maybe there's a neighbor, or maybe it's somebody that you encounter throughout the week that needs a student to be a part of a refuge of grace, to begin to ask God for wisdom and knowledge and understanding and those gifts that he desires for us. Maybe there are some students or families that you know who have been bombarded by the thief that is stealing and killing and destroying in their lives. And they need to leave that environment and get into an educational environment where God is giving these gifts and then speaking and leading their lives to be abundant lives or living lives to the full in a refuge of grace. Or maybe, maybe you have some time to give to a refuge of grace. Maybe you have the opportunity of a gift of time that you have, some, you have nothing to do on a certain day of the week or throughout the week, and you want to say, hey, I want to help shape students. We've got tons of opportunities here, tons of opportunities here. If, you, if that is you, then I want to ask you to take one of those connection cards that Pastor Brooke told us about a little earlier. There's one in one of the chair pockets in front of you and mark on there, hey, I want to be able to help pour into the lives of students. We'll get you all the information. We'll share about the procedures and all of the proper things that need to be made. We want help. We need help because operating in a refuge of grace seven days a week and pouring into the lives of our students is hard work and we need you to be a part of that. We believe our role is to crush the lies of the enemies and make certain 
that everyone understands that they are made in the image of God. This is what David has written about here. He said, you created my inmost being in the 139th Psalm. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And then he didn't just stop there by saying it's fearfully and wonderfully made. He said, God, you made me. Everything you do is made fearfully and wonderful. And then at the end of verse 14, he says this, and this, this blows me away. Your works are wonderful. Your works are wonderful. He says, I was created in the image of God, fearfully and wonderfully made. And what you made in me, it's wonderful. We wholeheartedly believe that everyone that we come in contact is fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. And so, this is my heart for this ministry. I believe that our job is in partnering with parents by establishing students. Let me back up and read this right. Warner Christian Academy partners with parents by enabling students to reflect Christ and achieve the dreams that God has for them. This is what we do five days a week. And then our staff goes home and they continue doing it. And they spend the weekend also doing it. Why are they able to do that? Because as Whitechapel Church, we believe this is a refuge of grace. And we enable them to operate in this way. We partner with parents. They're your gifts. The students are your gifts. God gave them to you. So we partner with you. You loaned them to us. And we simply want them to reflect Christ and achieve the dreams that God has for them. We talk about this in a variety of different ways. But this is the core of who we are. And this is the mission that God has always, that God has actually called us to. God has big plans for this ministry. We've survived 50 years as a school and 90 years as a church. God has sustained us through these multiple decades. And so I believe, I wholeheartedly believe though, that the best years of Whitechapel Church and Warner Christian Academy are ahead of us. As we get back to our heart of making certain, making certain that Jesus is first and understanding the mission that God has called us to do. Thanks for joining us at Whitechapel Church Online. We pray that today's sermon blessed you and that you'll continue to join us as we lean into God's word together. Until next time, have a great week and be blessed.